You're listening to a Destiny Park Media Podcast. Shut the door, have a seat. It's time for another round of Dad Men. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, we are in season two of Mad Men and season two of Dad Men. Mike, uh, we crossed over. We crossed over season two, buddy. How you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm Michael Rowland. Uh, oh, yes. Let me introduce myself. <coughs> Pardon me. I am Mike Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me do a subtle introduction for myself and, and just not worry about it. Uh, yeah, I think good. it came off maybe passive aggressive. So no, no, that was good. That was good because it's, uh, it's more comedic. Yeah. <laughs> starting the season off with, let me apologize to you, Mike. Right up the- <laughs> no, man, it feels awesome to be here. Um, coming off of the daddies, which I heard from many people is the best uh, version of the daddies that's ever been done, which is pretty oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, monumental for sure. Now, those same people also said it was the worst version of the daddies that's ever been done. So Was that Don, though? Well, no, you but it was... You sure it wasn't Don? I'm sure because it was the same. They they said it's also the worst that's ever been done too. So it's I. It was the first one. I think is what they were trying to say, and they were trying oh, to like give me equilibrium. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I hang out with too many fucking writers, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's uh, also my favorite season. Autumn. Ooh, I didn't know that. Oh yes, yes. Outside. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that because actually. We've gotten brisk. We, we've moved into brisk land, um, at least especially today. I mean, it's like 40-something or whatever the case. So, How do you feel about it? Um, You know what? I don't hate it. Uh, I think I used to rank fall a little bit lower season-wise, but in my older age, I actually don't mind hoodie weather um, or or um, or like a nice like light jacket weather. Um I don't mind that. And plus, like, I my clothes, my, my wardrobe kind of fits more of a late summer into fall, like, style. So, I'm with it. I'm with it, actually. So, okay. I, I think it's summer for me, then we do fall, spring, and then winter. I mean, you know. It's Minnesota, too, so things are kind of extreme as far as weathers. So, yeah. for those who are living in different places around the world. Um, well... I'm glad you can at least uh, have some respect for my favorite season. I, uh, <laughs> I'm i wearing the cardigan today, and I have new glasses. Nice, nice. If anyone's mm-hmm. watching on the TikTok, we're going to make sure to highlight that there's new glasses here. New glasses alert. Shout out to your <laughs> uh, your set design uh, with the Mad Men stuff. That's pretty chill. Oh, thanks, man. And the yeah, Dad Men. Doing, doing a little bit. Um, Definitely doing a little bit. I'll get around to it. I, I currently record in a void. It's a long story. But uh, a beige void. But I, I've gotten for the time being. I've gotten time used being. to it. I've gotten used to the void, and when I look at the void, it looks back at me. So it's nice. <laughs> um, a mirror of sorts. <laughs> what? So here's here's let us because here's the thing, Mad mm-hmm. Men for this episode, they mm-hmm. sort of caught us back up into the characters a little bit. But it seems like it was like a long break between season one and season two. Um, Definitely, and feels like it was a long break between dad men's. So, I'm curious, have there been any big changes for you since we last recorded a dad men official episode? Um, you know, I actually went on a hunt. Um, the people, the listeners that have been listening to season one, especially later in the season, know about um, 
my uh, newly newish budded uh, obsession with uh, Rachel Mankin. And uh, I'd always been mentioning how, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna get some 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 artwork or some type of collage or something that I'm <laughs> gonna construct myself and put in the background. Um, after after uh, after season one, I, I wanted to go on a on a hunt to try to see if I could find any type of uh, Rachel Mankin paraphernalia <laughs> of it, uh, out there that was um, worth putting up on the wall before I started doing anything mad scientist like. And you know what, I um, Luckily, I luckily ran into this artist, um, Hannah Choi. Shout out to Hannah Choi. She had a um, a Tumblr account with um, not only a Rachel Mankin caricature drawing, but the uh, lady, the the women of of Don, which is basically a you know a, a poster with all of the women. That uh, Don has um, been with throughout the show, um, and I when I when I found that I I, uh, I fell in love with the artwork and I was like, yo, this is so dope. Um, I gotta hit her up, and I reached out and took a took a day or two or whatever. But I finally she she got a hold of me. I was like super. I I, I was actually expecting not to get um uh email back just because it'd been a while since she had posted and i think she was actually doing a lot of that work during the show like during during the last season or or whatever the case Mm -hmm. so um i reached out man and she um she got back to me and i was able to uh was able to purchase the rachel so the rachel will be seen season two soon in the back okay um, along with along with my other uh dad men things so i'm I'm super excited right uh about that and um they're getting professionally framed as we speak so because i can't stand framing and i'm usually not that good at it yeah i know it sounds like a weird like thing like what do you mean you're not good at framing but sometimes it's hard to pick the right size and or get the right fit for 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 a picture frame and oh no i, get I just it. didn't want to go yeah i didn't want to go through the hassle of that yeah. um so I, I had I had them professionally done as as well as some other pieces. So I'm excited to have that. That'll be a change once that comes into the uh, comes into the office. But oh, and my daughter um, has uh, started her school her school career her preschool career, which mm. is a big deal. <laughs> um, That's right. <laughs> so she's in preschool. Um, she goes to the preschool with a friend of hers, and. Uh, it's been a learning experience, and uh, I think she, I think she does enjoy it, but she has a little bit of a, a separation anxiety. So that piece, uh, that piece has been a little bit difficult getting to school. But once we're there, and uh, we say our goodbyes, and she's in there getting settled in, she's she she enjoys it and um, is learning the routine. So, so those have kind of been like my two like big little you know like landmarkish type things that have gone on since uh, since season one. What about, what about you? First, I, I do want to say it's a good thing that uh, your daughter misses you both, your parent, her parents. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it'll get easier, um, I assume. Yeah. Um, unless yeah. cut to her when she's like <laughs> 15 and she still loves you guys that much. No, she's going to hate you guys. <laughs> she's going to be like, get me out of here. <laughs> She's she's people. gonna wake up and then just zoom out the door. Uh, right. No, no, just like, hey, did uh, Luna leave? <laughs> she's like, yeah. And then she's yeah, like, was she ever home? 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> um, but no, um, also it's not a full week, right? So it's no, going to take longer than it would for, uh, for maybe the prototypical child. Or exactly. just, I don't know why I said prototypical. Probably because it sounded smarter. Uh, I like that word anyway, prototypical. But yeah, um, it's Tuesday, Thursday. Okay. Yeah, that's going to take yeah. a while. So Yeah, for Dr. sure. Dr. Michael says, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> that's Pat my, uh, <laughs> if I were a doctor, that's that would be my catchphrase. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Michael, I have this lump. Uh, don't worry. It's all good. Don't worry. We're good. We're good. <laughs> if you Sleeping worry, good. it's just going to get bigger. Uh, <laughs> my big changes or big events that happened between dad men recordings, I think, number one, this is going to be all over the feeds, um, but I did record a new album. Um, well, it's kind of nice. like a mini album because I, I don't know. The word EP, uh, the phrase EP feels like non- canonical almost or like non-important yeah. so right trying right. to like bust people's heads up and and let them know like this is important this is uh mm-hmm. part of the dermis this is a real drop yeah and and that's why i really like mixtapes because it's like people love mixtapes you know mix uh yeah and i think that just feels more like underground and more cool i wish more like rock artists would like embrace the idea of a mixtape type of thing where it's like oh here's some demos and then here's maybe a studio yeah. track or two but um for sure getting off track a bit there the other thing i did was i have uh caught up on like i guess i shouldn't say caught up because there's already so much tv that there's you're never going to get caught up on it but i i watched better call mm-hmm. saul um nice because i was like I'm in the middle of Mad Men mode during season one of, yeah. Mad, of Mad Men we watched, which mm-hmm. uh, Better Call Saul's final season was airing when that was going on. Um, oh, that's right. So, yeah. the full season got finished and I somehow avoided spoilers for the most part. And uh, I got to say, if you love Mad Men, um, there is Mad Men DNA aplenty in Better Call Saul. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's a slow burn of a show. Every shot is fucking amazing, it feels like. Um, mm-hmm. the acting performances are just incredible. The, that's a show that knows how to do a perfect montage. Whenever they do a mm-hmm. montage, it just, it just soars to incredible heights. Um, but yeah, man. Um, and then I awesome. also, I also watched Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared's new season. It's not available mm-hmm. in the U.S. yet, but, um, I, uh, let's just say I accidentally found it on YouTube and, um, <laughs> You know, once you accidentally find something that great, you know, you're going to watch it. But are you so, – Oh, yeah. I actually – I bothered you about Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared already. But uh, it's a, a show that's like kind of a criticism of media. Uh, not like a – it's I don't want to say criticism, but it is satirical and it's, it's sort yeah. of biting and it talks about media. It talks about children's media. It talks about uh, social constructs and uh, it has puppets. And it's mm-hmm. extremely funny and dark and songs are just – they're original songs and they're amazing. And I'm trying to get people to watch it because um, the YouTube videos are huge. They're they're in the like tens of millions, all of them. But yeah, man. The TV show, I, um, I worry that people are like, oh, well, I already saw the YouTube videos. It's a new – it's a new thing. It's a new series. 
It's um, what's the uh, streaming service it's on right now? It's on all four, which is a UK based streaming service, okay. and they're going oh, to right. introduce it to international markets. Um, okay. So when it comes out, I will support the show legally um, for sure, and uh, I just hope it gets another season. But it's it's so it's a twenty two minute show now or so, and the old videos mm-hmm. were like three minutes, six minutes, eight minutes, but like nothing beyond eight minutes. I don't think. Uh, yeah, for sure. So the concern was, how are they going to take this show that was variable in length and pretty much like less than ten minutes? How are they going to make stretch it out to twenty two minutes for every episode? There's going to be pacing problems, probably. And for I sure. didn't, I didn't notice any pacing issues whatsoever. Um, oh, good. Yeah, they they have made a little bit more of a lean towards the comedy, which is fine because it's like one of the funniest shows I think I've watched. Um, but oh, they nice. still have the horror elements because there's horror elements. There, there's. Yeah. I don't want to. It's wanna, trippy. I don't want to make people think that there's no horror elements. I don't think I mentioned You're it right. in my treatise. But um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, new music from Michael Rowland coming soon, and then. Uh, Congrats he's, he's, on that completion, though. Thank you. For well, sure. we literally just finished mixing the other day, and nice. uh, yeah, man, I. I uh, Thank you. You know, what's funny is um, I was trying to change something. I actually messaged you about the word ground oh, at one right. point on the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a weird sound afterward. And I, I knew it wasn't editing and it was a mouth noise. But I'm like, do you think mm-hmm. this sounds like a an edit? Yeah. <laughs> and I asked like you for help. <laughs> and like, he's, you're like, that sounds like a mouth noise, man. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> anyway, the producer just messaged me about it last night. Um, and mm-hmm. he's like, Hey, I, I actually was going into the studio to look at something else. So this isn't, this is free of charge. I just figured I'd look at this for you. And so he did the edit where the word ground didn't have that D sound so strong. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're going to think I'm crazy. Uh, but I actually prefer the old one now. Um, <laughs> and the funny and thing was like, I had signed mm-hmm. off on the mix already and I said, don't change anything. So he was like, I don't know. I think he thought he was being nice, but in actuality, I was—I yeah. already signed off on the previous mix. Yeah, you're like, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, and I'm like, I, and honestly, like the new version, like was prettier and more in tune, and like the timing was better, but the sure. old one had more soul, man. And that's yeah, uh, exactly that, that song's about ugliness and beauty being sort of pushed together. But we're not here to talk about my amazing music. We're here to talk about <laughs> an, an amazing TV show, Mad Ben. Oh, wait. Men, excuse me. <laughs> pardon me, pardon me. <laughs> so, what do you say? Should we hop on the carousel? Let's do it. All right. Nostalgia. It's delicate. But potent. Sweetheart. Don? <laughs> All right. So, I... You know... This episode, for those who think, or for those who think young, title for episode one, uh, season two, I want to kind of talk about if we remember this episode, particularly from our first watch, and if so, what pieces stand out? Um, Do you want to start with that? Sure. Right off the top, I do remember the opening montage because, yeah, it's a fantastic montage. And honestly, dude... Mm-hmm. For me, it, it filled me with confidence, like, for the show and optimism. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this, for whatever reason, Tim Hunter, the director of the episode, 
nailed it. I, I, I really thought it was just cinematic. And it also, it feels like this is a new show. Um, yeah. It, it feels like the budget got upped between season one and two. That's my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, yeah. The lighting has in- improved. The, like, it feels like the music has improved. Yeah. Um, more budget in the music. More budget in the music. But it's not just about budget, too. It's also, like, the scene where Betty meets Don for uh, for dinner. Mm, yeah, yeah. That theme that they did there is just lilting. It's just beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. we, we're not doing the 30-second breakdown, so I'll, I'll give a quick rundown of the episode. Uh, yeah. We're catching up with Sterling Cooper. It's been a few months, it looks like, at least. Um, yeah. Peggy's back. Duck is still in charge of head of accounts. Um, they have Mohawk Airlines as the client they're trying to please in this episode. And mm-hmm. Duck has suggested that they hire younger people. And the re- the re- like Sterling Cooper is now in sort of a shocked and like freaking out moment because of this. Mostly Paul, which is, you know, that's that's Paul for you. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone Mr. to therapy Kinsey. about Mr. Kinsey. <laughs> that's good. I've changed. I've changed. But um so I just wanted to give some context so that when I say that scene where Betty meets Don for dinner, beautiful. And it, it made it me was beautiful. When I first watched it, I was like happy for these two. And I don't think I felt happy for Don and Betty in season one the whole time. Mm, and it feels okay. like the show is better able to pull off multiple emotional feels through the episode. Um, yeah. In season Definitely. one, it's all very I, I don't know. It, season two feels more chill, as weird as that sounds. Yeah, it, it does have a layer of, and maybe it's just because it's the we're, we're kind of jumping back in. As far as like, I feel like this episode also feels like a jumping back into the to our our friends that we met through season one. Sure, um, and kind of letting us letting us letting us easy or basically letting us ease our way into. Um, the gang, uh, their dynamics, Don, even Don in his, um, in his, uh, his, his ways is, you know, leaving, leaving season one and the heaviness that, that was, um, this is, uh, kind of refreshing in that way. Yeah. It definitely feels lighter than season one ended in kind of a heavy way. Um, yeah. Those last three episodes were like wall to wall greatness. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. then it does feel pretty damn heavy and we we last saw don um grieving the loss not like they died but the loss of his his family for thanksgiving um yeah and now we're seeing him uh at the doctor's office he's being pithy he's he's sort of doing some verbal jousting with the doc um i i like the doctor i like the doctor actually um yeah that was the first like medical professional i liked in the show i think so far yeah he was, he was very <laughs> i know don don's so uh, you know he's very of the time um and very like i don't go to the doctor unless something horrible is happening to me mm-hmm. but you know we get we get we get clued into not so much his diet but his uh way of living is not is not serving him well yep um the drinking's not serving him well. The smoking's not serving him well, and obviously the high stress job that he uh, that he holds is not necessarily uh, 
serving him well. So, hmm. well, and I wonder. I'm not sure if it's the job necessarily that is like hurting him, or if it's like everything else he's doing. Because right. I would assume that the doctor would would think it's his job, but I'm not so sure it's the job. I, I think it might be the the thrill seeking that our our boy Don gets up to. <laughs> you know, that is true. No, I think you're right. I think you. I think you. I think you're dead on, um, Don. <laughs> I uh, I wrote. After seeing this episode, I, I think uh, Don has lost a little bit of his mojo, to say the least. Mm. Um, he feels like, yeah, he feels like he's lost his mojo in a few different ways. I mean, the, you know, we can get into how after you know it's it's Valentine's Day. It's a valent. This is supposed to be a Valentine's Day episode. Right. Yep. And and um, and I don't think um, it, it's not it's not of course you know Madman. It's not overtly said. But you can feel this energy that Don, he's, he's missing a step. Like, you know, that beautiful scene where his, his, uh, where uh, Betty's coming down, she's like shined up. Yeah. Like super iced earrings, got the necklace on. She's just huge smile. Um, and then they, the camera turns to Don and Don kind of has this weird, he has I don't know what I didn't know what to describe his facial expression, but it wasn't as bright or energy filled as his wife's when she's coming down to meet him. It just feels like he seems a little bit his mojo. He seems a little flat. You know what I mean? Energy wise, he's, hmm. to me when I was watching this episode, he seemed a little bit he seemed a little flat. You know, he's missing. He was late for work. Not that he's always. Not that he's never been late before. But this is kind of like some of the breadcrumbs that I was reading as the episode was going through and he kind of was a little bit a little bit off his game and um you know he has his uh he has his uh his moment with uh Betty in the in the hotel room and that doesn't quite go right um we'll get into it just, that. It just seems, yeah it just seemed a little off so but yeah that, that was kind of my uh, my my uh, assessment of kind of how I how I was feeling when I was watching Don this episode wow yeah I didn't I didn't pick up on that. I mean, I know he's not having like, he's not firing on all cylinders, but him mm-hmm. being late to work isn't that big of a deal. But no, I I do think it's interesting that everyone is kind of like, we're, we're seeing everyone being kind of pissed that he's late. And right. Kinsey even mouths off to him kind of and says, sorry, we were late. <laughs> and I think he wasn't thinking because he had been sort of startled awake a little bit or... Uh, I don't know, man, but yeah, I guess I feel like Don in this episode is older than we've ever seen him. Um, yes, yes, more exactly. out of more out of touch, and he's defensive about it. And yep, um, that's intentional, I think, with the mm-hmm. the doctor's appointment. He's rattled at the idea that he has to start taking this seriously, his health. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think he's also kind of rattled at the idea of like, what am I doing right now, like. Right. He doesn't have his new shiny uh, relationship to cling on to. He doesn't have that. They very pointedly do not introduce a new love interest in this episode, but they do have him send that book to someone. Now, who's he sending it to? Uh, Meditations in in an emergency. Who's he sending Mm -hmm. it to? I don't know. Could be a new love interest that we haven't seen. Who knows? It could. Or it could be an old one. Could be Rachel. Could be Pete. Could be Rachel. Could be Pete. Maybe he's sending it to Pete. (laughs) Could be beautiful. Maybe think, uh, think of you. Book made me think. <laughs> Thank you, 
<laughs> and he, he like Pete's like Don, thank you for the book, but uh, you could have just given it to me at work. I mean, he goes, he <laughs> <laughs> put his finger in his <laughs> No, no, nobody needs oh, to know. Nobody needs to know except for you and me. <laughs> but Paul Kinsey is right us. by them. Uh. <laughs> oh, by the by the. <laughs> He's standing right there like, uh... Should I go right. or... <laughs> get the hell out of here. <laughs> Yo, can we mention the symbolism in the in the, uh, in the the intro scene where um, Don's getting his lock changed? Yeah. It's interesting, right? I think that was a, a an, an intentional view of how Don is feeling about, I guess privacy you know because we left off of privacy you know what i mean and that kind of being broken hmm. in season one uh you know by pete and and by others too but but betty. definitely pete he didn't realize betty did but yeah yeah betty mm-hmm. and so <laughs> everyone's kind of having their intro moment you know uh joan joan just at her at her peak in in red <laughs> oh man yeah joan in this episode was fucking uh respectfully at, at her pe- respectfully, respectfully she was just amazing <laughs> even even roger was objectifying her openly talking about her ass you know yeah she, no, she was she was peak she, and was, she peak was listen red. she was feeling herself in the mirror and i i have to imagine that maybe christina hendrix improvised that because yeah i would i would i, would I say don't know so. even even probably uh, not, even Peggy probably was. not. no but but <laughs> but it's just fun to think that like everyone on set just couldn't believe how beautiful she was Man, yeah, you, you know the thing with Joan too is that she 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 started us with that with that with the image, and then the whole episode I just felt like she had this command of the office that was like like wel- like on like it's like kind of welcoming wel- uh, welcoming welcoming us back to um, just kind of how the office is run in its new form because yeah. you know. Peggy's now shifted into the, at the guys' table now doing the writing. Yeah, and uh, Joan still has this like iron iron fist though in the office, especially with the ladies. But like she commands the men too, I, I, and she's kind of always done this. But I feel like this episode was a lot of confidence, a lot of you know she was in charge of moving the uh, your your favorite object, the copy machine. <laughs> oh, thanks for bringing that up. Yes. So, um, the magic machine is now suddenly a reality. Uh, it's here. It's here, how, buddy. Now, I don't know how in the whatever 12 months, let's say, between the mm-hmm. pilot of season one and then this one, how the magic suddenly became very real <laughs> and corporal. But uh, I'm very happy. That was <laughs> We're here, man. I told you. Because I remember, I don't know if it's in the first pilot you and I recorded or what, but oh, yeah. I, I literally tell you, I'm like, yeah, and I'm pretty sure in season two, like, <laughs> the magic machine is in an <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, good. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, of course, man. <laughs> there's two things I never shut up about. Magic machine. <laughs> the magic machine. <laughs> and uh, the other one is Kinsey uh, saying he's going to kill himself. Oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> it's my two favorite scenes. <laughs> so, yeah, Joan is, I think she's like, she still has an iron rule over the office, but she doesn't have to like be as destructive with it. Like, it's not like she's like being like hissing at people. Forgive the metaphor, no, people. She, right. she is ruling like gently because mm-hmm. a true leader doesn't need to like put people down or 
be They're aggressive. Raise their voice, yeah. by the way. Yeah, she's she's a true queen and um, true king, actually. And yeah, the scene with her and Lois is interesting because season one, Joan, I feel like would have just freaking tore Lois apart. But yep, season yep. two, Joan is just like, don't talk to Peggy like, or don't talk to Peggy or about Peggy like that. Mrs. Miss Olsen, excuse me. Miss Olsen. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know what? That, that was a big one. So there's so many big things that changed, but they don't feel so big because the show just does it so casually. But Roger's back. Roger's mm-hmm. back. We love Roger. We got to say that. Number two. Yep. Peggy's back. We love Peggy. But it just feels so natural that they're back, that it doesn't seem like a lesser show would go big, like panning shot to show Roger's oh office door. Joan opens it and you expect him not to be there. And he's like, I'm back. You're right. Like, <laughs> hey, right, I'm back. You know, it's it's just, it's so casual that like these characters we love to death. We're just like, yep, they're here. The gang's all here. Uh, yeah, the gang's all here. Nothing Joan to worry has a, about. Let's keep pushing. Joan has a shitty boyfriend. At least this one is like around her age because the, the guys right. she's hooked up before are pretty old. No, mm-hmm. no shame. No shame. Yeah. She, she has a type. <laughs> well, it certainly gives me a chance. <laughs> yeah. With this Ooh. fictional character in, a, <laughs> in the 60s. Um, <laughs> Pete and Trudy are pretty much, I think they are the least changed of everybody. Um, I also love that Betty's plot, it feels for the first time like a fully developed side plot for her that isn't about Don in any way. And that maybe feels like a weird thing to point out, but I think it's progress for the writing of the show. Um, it is. And it's character development for Betty. Absolutely. I think those are all the big changes that I needed to list off. I just I just really respect how the show did it because it wasn't acting like it was a season premiere. It's that whole thing where it's like, oh, yeah, Mad Men's been going on for a few months while you while you had no cameras on these characters. You know? Exactly. And now let's enter back into the office and everything's kind of going as it goes. And it's as smooth as molasses catching up with these characters. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, man. But at the same time, you're like, wait, what happened in those three months or however long it's been? Like Because of the casualness of the intro, yes. you kind of – it almost it's, – it's almost like how time works in real life. Yeah. Kind of some of those things wa- – the, the, the weight of those things start to kind of fit, uh, wash away a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then – Pete asks Peggy a question. Um, he's nicer to her now. Uh, but he's like, yeah. do you want kids? And that, that scene reminds you like, oh, shit. What? Oh, God. The fact <laughs> That's that exactly Pete, what I thought of. The fact that Pete is asking her if she wants kids and she has to just go, yeah, someday. You know, and, and meanwhile, yeah. like cut to Eventually. her having <laughs> a child, her giving birth, <laughs> going yep. into horrible labor. And being like in denial about it. Oh, poor Peggy. Oh, wow, man. yeah. What do you have any memories of watching it for the first time? Yeah, I, I laughed because um, I remember the intro too. It's it was just that iconic. memorable. Yeah. Just so funny. Yeah, I, I remember the intro, and um, <clears throat> so I loved seeing that. I thought that was cool. But aside from that, and I knew the copy machine was coming, but I for, I didn't know when. I didn't know it was in the premiere, man. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. There's the it's copy huge. machine is here. Um, Peggy's whole thing this episode, is, or excuse me, um, Joan's whole thing this episode is like her trying to find where this, where, where she's going to put this huge thing, mm-hmm. looking for different rooms and things like that. So it's pretty funny. She's going to go in through the motions. And like we said, the Iron Fist. 
she kind of has an air of coof that she always had, but it seems more robust now. I, mm-hmm. You know, it just something about it. Something, something about her energy seems just even more powerful than she than she was previously. So that that's been pretty awesome uh, watching that uh, unfold. And um, you know, Peggy coming back, and you know, the 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 boys kind of trying to wager like what happened. You uh. know, some I know, right? Like, oh, Don, Don definitely, definitely, definitely did that. You know, he yeah. definitely, definitely hit that, and uh, that's why that's why she looks as good as she does now. And then, and then Pete's cute. He's like, "Hey, I thought I thought we said Fat Farm." Oh, I hate it. <laughs> so, I hate that. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. I don't know. For me, that wasn't cute. But uh, no, yeah, I think. <laughs> He, he, the way he said it was in this like very you know he, he's so you know man the Pete is very even the way he says it's very boyish oh, yeah. no I I, <laughs> I just think it's funny that they're kind of close to unraveling the mystery they're wrong about it being Don and then right when they're finished talking about that then the little weasel pops in and says and it's yeah. like what are you guys laughing about and little does he know that they're so close to realizing that you know he uh, yes had the sexual relations with Peggy. Yes. Um, yes, with the Pegaster. By the way, it's important to note that like between season one and season two of Mad Men, something really horrible has happened to me personally. Um Uh-oh. you know about it. You've you've we talked about this, but I've really like I really love Elizabeth Moss. Um uh, yes, <laughs> I think yes. she's so beautiful and I so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry because like <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, what, what, it's just what about the beauty that is Elizabeth Moss? What? I I just I respect her so much as a an actor, and I don't know. I didn't notice that she was like so beautiful. And people, there's people, nothing. People nothing can, can happen. level up, man. Nothing can happen. I know. I mean, we but say like that even now, in this I mean, episode, we're, we're, even in this episode, she's so she's so gorgeous. But like, yeah, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't notice, and I don't know why I feel bad for noticing, but. No, no. I think that's a that's a compliment. It's yeah, a compliment. Yeah, guilty and, of not noticing. And you know, we could never work because I am an agnostic, uh, slightly pessimistic agnostic. And she is a Scientologist. <laughs> um, she is. She is. So, and uh, you know, both both equally respected viewpoints. But um, <laughs> I mean, she's she's she she's she's been doing things on Instagram. We see her. I see you. I see, see you, Elizabeth. Her. We see her. We've, we've talked about uh, a few people on Instagram. I know Emily in her episode talked about um, January Jones's Instagram. That's and right. She's kind mm-hmm. of rebellious with it because like people are kind of tisk tisking her about being whatever a certain age and wearing sexy swimsuits and like I think that's super trash. By the way, like not not her doing no, what no, she's no, doing. God, I'm no. saying yeah, people tisk tisking. I love the I love the confidence. And I love the I I love the I love the fuck it like yeah I like that I I I think that's the energy you need you know what I mean 100%. you got to be like I'm gonna do this because I want to do it like yeah. and I'm and I'm I'm enjoying myself I'm enjoying my look I'm enjoying the way you know my age right now you know what I'm saying like yeah. I, I like that energy body positivity um, so, so and yep. and so keep keep going yeah age positivity I mean shit like the whole attitude of like there, there's this really stupid attitude that men look better as they get older and then women look quote worse as they get older (laughs) right and i think that attitude is obviously it's misogynistic but it's also like weird i think it's really weird it it feels like it's based in like infantilizing women or like 
valuing oh, numbers too yeah, much. Think about that. It's mm-hmm. it's really creepy. I don't, I don't know. I find it creepy. Anyway, yeah. Back to the pegster. Um, she, I just, I love her in this episode because she has grown so much since season one. She's like, I know, not afraid of anybody, including Don. She's she's like it. has ideas about the campaign, and she just throws them right at Don, and they're mm-hmm. like they're sort of sparring a bit, and uh, it's so cool to see because just one year ago. She was the little secretary who was, you know, trying to wake him up and um, was so scared of everybody. And now she's like basically sometimes telling the guys to do certain things. Like she's she's yeah. just – I don't know. She's – Joan standing over her. I wanted to bring up she is being Joan to Lois. You know, in the scene where she's talking about I want you to imagine Don behind you. Yep. So, that was the reveal that she's not Don's secretary anymore. Um, exactly. She's but, learned the ropes. But yeah, she is giving Lois some uh, tough love, even though I don't think she loves Lois. <laughs> I don't think she loves no. her at all. <laughs> but you, she's, you know what it is? You know what it is? She wants more for Don in that, in that position because she was once there. Yes. And she knows what it takes to sit in that chair and do it the right way, a la by Joan's help, mind yes. you. But yeah. she figured it out. And once somebody that's sitting in that seat has quote you know maybe to to her viewing inferior skill set for it she's going to push it she's going to try to get them to step it up or you know or you know or else you know what yep, i mean yeah. so like it, it it really becomes like a it really becomes a testing uh, it was of cool. that character it was a cool mm-hmm. scene and uh i love that joan is so much about like treating people in a certain way, like decorum wise, like mm-hmm. you will talk, you will call her Miss Olson. You will yes. treat her a certain way. Um, yes. She makes sure that the office is running the way it's supposed to. And honestly, the thing about her saying that crying in the break room is bad for morale, like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I disagree with Joan. <laughs> I don't, dis- I, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree because everything's about energy and mood. And yeah. if people are shifting, very dramatically into lower moods and high, you know um that can affect people joan could have had softer skills with how she told lois that but sure she's got a point like she's got yeah. a point and um like i mentioned she wants her to treat peggy with respect but i think also joan is hearing that peggy is getting maybe a little too big for her britches still and uh the coffee the copy machine i almost said coffee machine what is it a magic machine that makes hot water and pours it over <laughs> coffee grounds. Um, Joan says, we're, we're going to put this copy machine in Peggy's office that she still ser- uh, shares with someone else. So, right. I think Joan was like, that's why she sort of put Lois in the, uh, like, she was nice to Lois after the this, the harsh talk. She's like, what do you think? Like, I mean, I know. That was cute. That it was, it cute. was, she is a softer Joan than we once knew. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Because true. she could have just sent Lois away crying, uh, but instead, right. almost she, it was it was she gave her a, a harshness and then she gave her a kindness and said, "Like I want your genuine opinion about this right now," and and agreed with her. Yeah, and agreed with her. She Which said, "I, I agree." It's cute. It's this. It's these yeah. little tiny things that in any other show we might not notice, but with Mad Men, it's just you you know these characters so intimately. It feels like, um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I I don't know, man. I I actually felt like I liked Don 
a lot more in this episode. Maybe it's because he was more having his foibles and uh, out of place, but I really liked him. The Don and Roger talk about youth. Um, it feels a little <laughs> bit like a sequel to that talk in season one where the kids today don't have anyone yeah, to man. look up to because they're looking up to us. But this time, Don is more... He's more like reactive cynical and ag- cynical and aggressive. He does not yeah. want younger people here, and it's weird. I think I think like I said, I think it's because he's feeling older, and yeah, man, he hadn't thought off. about it. Yeah, even Rogers, like you know what? What did he say? He's like, um, yeah, he's like, should could co- we capture any wisdom from the newly weaned? Yeah. By the way, Sterling's gold for this episode is, of course, when Sterling says, "I heard when you start drinking alone." Uh, that means you're an alcoholic, so I'm trying to <laughs> make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> That's why he's in Don's office pouring himself a drink. Of course. Don doesn't, of course, doesn't, uh, I mean, obliges him. <laughs> yes. Especially and, after his doctor visit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The doctor is like, don't drink anymore. Your heart could give out at any moment. That's not true. That's not the line. That's what he was thinking, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I don't, I don't think Don was honest even the second time. Because remember, he, at first he's like, three. Three. And then, then he's like. Five. Five. Somewhere around five. And then he mutters to himself, (laughs) double that. (laughs) Triple. Double it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Triple. (laughs) Get the hell out of here. (laughs) You should be dead. Uh, But no, I. They were. (laughs) I I just thought that scene with Roger was pretty interesting. Um, And it, it shows Roger in a. It feels like he is a bit softer as well. Um, I don't know how it's going to be with him at Sterling Cooper after the two heart attacks, but um, he's, he's he just a, seemed a little pulled back though, as far as like responsibility and like being in the uh, being in the meetings. Because um, I'm not, I'm probably wrong, but would he be at one of those um, creative meetings? Or that, yeah. that's that, that's that's not really his his place. He's more there like when they're presenting the full idea. If it's a really important client, he wants to get his fingers right. in the pie, but right. um, he's never really been that type of accounts person. If he's in there, it's by accident. Sure. Sure, sure. That makes sense. Um, no, I think you're right. I think I think you did right. But yeah, I uh, honestly, I think this episode is a real breath of fresh air for the series. It just feels lighter and yet like it hasn't lost a step, um, feels more mm-hmm. confident and I don't know, man. I was I was very pleased watching it tonight. Um, the only thing it could have used, yeah. What's that? Was more P. Cam, P. Campbell. More P. Campbell. That's okay. So P. Campbell. Speaking of, you know, him and uh, Trudy, they're kind of oh, going yeah. through. Well, <laughs> I said Trudy's going through the FOMO. Yes, FOBO. Baby FOMO. <laughs> FOBO. Fear of baby not coming out. out. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it was it was uh it was it was it was upsetting her and she uh and uh Pete did the he pulls the chocolate. <laughs> that was so lame. Pete was lame in this episode, man. It's the, it's the curse you, of you season miss, premiere. You, yeah, you miss his little his gusto. <laughs> I miss his gusto. Um the only clue we had about Pete and Don's relationship was when he said nobody makes Draper do anything. Right. By by the way, which he envies, you know, yes. when, when when Pete says these things about Don, it's all it's all out of envy. <laughs> well, his face was very angry when he said it. You were talking about Mr. Campbell. Yeah, Mr. Campbell and the, and uh, Trudy. Yeah, the Mrs. going through some 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 FOMO. I you know, 
Pete's kind of in this young, young go get it phase where he's like, you know, the kids will come, but it's not for for him. I don't believe it's on the docket immediately. He's still in grind mode. I want to be where I want to be from a career standpoint. And, you know, I respect it, though. You know, I respect it being younger and kind of wanting to have some type of position change or, or at least responsibility change and and just kind of waiting for the kids thing to eventually materialize itself. Yeah. Um, you know, true and Trudy, Trudy, but Trudy's feeling left out because she hangs out with a couple other ladies and they're kind of, kind of already moved into that phase of their life with the multiple children and, um, and, uh, it's getting to her. So, <laughs> so I, th- I th- that's probably the most we see of, uh, of, uh, Pete, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think she hangs out with people who have multiple children. Yeah, who's the lady she was talking about? She saw like some a random like woman a, she was judging. Ah, uh, so oh, see that it made it seem so like she knew the person. No, she no, was she said I saw her. this random. <laughs> I forgot how she said it, but she said I saw this lady who had a. She was round. She was pregnant, and she already had a little girl who was pushing the stroller. And then Pete misheard the story and thought the little girl was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the girl was pregnant. The girl was pregnant. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's interesting because Trudy seems almost like Betty in that moment and that she's like childish. Um, mm-hmm. No disrespect to Trudy, but she's – when we all get in our feelings, we can be childish, right? I'm not trying I'm to sure, be disrespectful sure. of, of any woman who yeah. would feel like uh, envious in that position as Trudy. No, no. It's not really about that. It's kind of more of the way she couched the she, She's being thing. a bit mean-spirited to this poor – lady she i think she like brought up her ethnicity or something but i can't remember unfortunately um she's but exploding it with kids yeah she's she <laughs> was just angry about um that lady uh and then she, i think i know why you thought it was like a group because she did say it's this little club that they're all a part of uh exactly. but it's this random woman and then harry crane's wife <laughs> <laughs> she, it's the, even her you know it's just weird it's a weird scene and it's a reach and pete it's a does reach, a good but you know it happens yeah pete does a good job of uh mostly focusing on the chocolates <laughs> it's valentine's day mike come on have, I have, know. A, little, have a little chocolate I, I love when he said uh come on open those i want one <laughs> <laughs> that was very pete at least he hadn't like had a few already yeah, well, he bit into it. <laughs> he did the thing that I hate to do with chocolates. He's like, oh, I wish it had the uh, the, the card that shows like, yeah, the chart that shows what is what. Because he 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 bit, he bit into the coconut one. Yeah, the round ones are coconut. <laughs> and I hate the coconut. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan. Okay, so you and Joe are alike in that way, but I love coconut shit. You love the coconut. You do you like the you like the shavings, right? Yes, I'll yeah, take man. any coconut, it's- man. It's 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 an acquired it's an acquired thing. I, I'm not. It's a texture thing for me. I do like the flavor of coconut, but I don't love the shaving texture. I love the little texture of the uh, little coconut pieces in the chocolate. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, you Joe and Pete, you're all part of a club together. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm bitter about you it. Having FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh fear of coconut. Yeah, you guys have FOCO, man. You have fear of coconut. Oh. <laughs> Fear of coconut. Um, Fear of coconut is good. Man, I just I feel bad now that like if there were a club for that, you guys would be in it with Pete and I would be left out. I know because Pete's there and you're like, God damn it. He's my hero, man. Yeah, man. Gotta be in there. With- 
gotta be in there with Pete. Man. I'm still waiting Damn. for the moment where I can say like Pete's my favorite character, and I don't have to. Being a Weezer fan, I'm used to like saying something's my favorite and then offering sort of a an explanation for why. But <laughs> sure, sure. I hate doing it for Pete because he. I love this guy. I love this guy. And he was tame this episode, though. He was he's pretty tame. tame. He doesn't have a but story. Maybe too tame. He doesn't have a story yet for this season. No. Um, no, no, not yet. But I I didn't like how he talked to Trudy, and I didn't like his sort of chocolate craze, <laughs> chocolate crazed <laughs> attitude. Um, and I didn't he he didn't really have much going on, I guess. Um, yeah, he, he's he's a little limp. So I mean, not to say limp. Sorry, Don. Sorry about that. Don, Don please, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, for all we know, he wasn't limp. It was a different thing. Uh, maybe he I, was. I, uh, I hate. I hated that. I mean, I liked that scene, but I also hated that scene because is that I just hate? Dare I hate, we? I hate that. I hate that situational yeah. experience. Dare we get into that in one of our segments? Yes, I think we should. I think we should. But <laughs> your your voice sounds so resigned. Like, oh yes, oh, very well. It's never happened to me. I hate to say it, man. It's never happened to me. Always living on a high, so to speak. Yeah, man. I'm always able to like just immediately. <laughs> it's, if anything, that's more disappointing. If I just immediately oh, complete the transaction <laughs> the other you go the other way yeah uh, yeah so say you know what we're both we're both failures man it's okay <laughs> it's like all puns at him it has happened to me i want to make sure i don't make any uh dudes feel bad it has happened to me oh no we're, yeah. we're kidding around of yeah, course yeah. I, I think i think all men all men when watching the scene were like ah, god damn it, god damn it. <laughs> if it can happen to don what hope do this i have thing i know man <laughs> don is don is the guy no, but but what I want what I want to say about Betty this episode on the opposite of Don being a little flat and out of it, Betty Betty's um Betty's energy and um charm was kind of I, I felt was kind of um she was she was rocking it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 episode starts with her kind of riding a horse, and this is this was a nice development for me watching the episode because. Previously, Joan, or excuse me, previously, uh, Betty was trying to, she was missing some type of extracurricular in her life. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of that was being filled, which was previously before kids was being filled by uh, modeling work. And it's kind of nice to kind of see her outside of the house doing something not, you know, child raising or, or, or. You know, out of the uh, out of the mom at home mode, which yeah. I think is really good. So when she's doing the horse ride, I'm like, oh, good for her. You know what I mean? Like yeah. getting out and doing something fun that 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 she can reconnect back with. So I thought that was great. Um, so she had energy there, and the guy, you know, guy was kind of hitting on her in a loose way. At least her friends was telling her that they talk about her or something like that. So she's getting a lot of play from that. And then during Valentine's Day, she pulls out the lingerie, kills it. Shout out to Betty for the lingerie scene. That was that was strong. That was <laughs> I was <could>, like, <laughs> wow. Wow. I never <laughs> could have imagined season one Betty doing that though. Think about right. the, the confidence she, boost. She's just she's gone up, man. She's gone up in the confidence. She's gone up. Yeah. She's gone up and I loved seeing it. And then and then she tried to use a little bit of more of the power during the car mechanic guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That scene was she's, interesting. That was wasn't it? I remember watching that for the first time because I was like, "What the fuck is Betty doing?" 
Like, you know, it felt way more sketchy the first time I saw that. Same here. Same here. Um, like way sketchier. But I think it's because we don't know what's going to happen the first time we see exactly. it. Exactly. So it's exactly. I yeah. I think Betty was just trying to see if she still had the moves, man. I she think got him. She's got him. She's got him. She proved Don't it. you worry. <laughs> no, and that guy seems like a good guy. Um, fairly on the level. But this yeah. is coming after the air conditioning guy, too. She's uh, experimenting. Mm-hmm. I like it, though. I like it. I, I think it's... I think uh, the theory of mine is in a relationship, um, there's a level of comfortability. And sometimes within that comfortability can become complac- uh, complacentness with one's self-charm and swagger and kind of what got you to the party almost in, in, in a, as far as like entering into a relationship. You kind of have a lot of like when you're trying to when you're seeking out somebody being like a, you know, um, single, yep. you kind of try to put on your charm. You try to put on, you know, tr- your best foot forward. You, you, you care more about appearance. I think it's important to maintain those key pieces as you're going throughout the relationship because it helps keep you sharp and it helps your partner also feel like you still are you know caring and 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 sharp in that way yeah Um, so so i so when betty's doing these these moves and doing these things i'm like i'm shouting her out i think she she did a great job she shows still got it and um yeah just like their energy so comparison to don she was definitely up here with her style like Mm -hmm. this episode yeah, um, she was tight, man. She was cool. I thought she was yeah. cool. And uh, yeah, for sure. The only thing I thought was a little weird with the guy was when she held on to the money a little bit, and it was a little heated. Uh, that felt a little was, less cool. Yeah, that was the um, that was the go no go on the uh, on the on the uh, what do you want to say? Like her uh, her bluff almost. You know what I mean? She was like leading him a li- trying to lead him to fix it, and she was able to do it. And then he thought that lead was supposed to be his way and to be like, okay, am I getting something for, you know, the... and then she was like, this is how she still remains, uh, holds on to that power. She's like, she doesn't fall into it. Once he's holding her hand to get the money, he thinks he's going to pull her in. She's like, nope. Oh, he so he was holding like, her hand? Yeah, he, he kind of grabbed the money to hold her hand a little bit and she kind of like. Oh, like, nope. but she was still smiling. Like, yeah, yeah, she's keeping appearances because, like, you don't want to look like, oh, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm sure that was very uh, deliberate to kind of, like, that gray, that gray. Where you go, color. wait, did he grab her hand? Wait, oh, never mind. I, I'm just seeing things. Right, I must be misunderstanding that plot. They're, ga- yeah. they're gaslighting their viewers, yes. Gaslighting the viewers, man. <laughs> Tim Hunter and Matthew Weiner, the classic duo. <laughs> Hunter and Weiner, yeah, that was a, a good combo. I, I did like the cinematography. Um Overall, episode is pretty good. Episode is pretty good. I, I um, I think in the, in this episode, definitely there was a lot more um shots of just like seeing what everybody is doing at their current time. Yeah, and that wasn't happening as much in the first season. It did happen a few times, but definitely not as much first season. So that was an interesting direction um, that they took. Yeah, the colors are popping. For I, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like everyone's outfits are looking uh, brighter and. The lighting is better, like I mentioned, but everyone's mm-hmm. style has improved. I, I just I can't stress sharp, enough. Right? Everyone looks sharp. Everyone looks sharp, and not in a season one way, which is kind of drab. Almost still fifties. Almost still fifties. Yeah, yeah. And Maybe we're seeing a yearly time change or a right. change in the style. Well, 
I'm reading a book called The 1990s, which is by Chuck Klosterman. And it's it's a book of essays about the 1990s. But one of the things he's really drilling in to me is the idea that a decade, at least culturally, doesn't start in like, you know, the first year of that decade. Um, right, exactly. So, the 60s, I think we're in 1962 um, now. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, like, now we're starting to look like more of the 60s. I would say, especially with the, some of the young guys coming in. I was about to say, mm-hmm. with the young, the the idea of thinking young is a '60s idea, and last mm-hmm. season it couldn't have happened, and this season that's a good point. A magic duck is letting us know <laughs> to trust the kids. It's interesting because D- uh, Duck was hired by Don, and yet they don't seem to be getting along based on what the other characters are talking like, and. Based on the the scene with Duck and him is very heated, where he's like, you know, there's ways to think about it that aren't like how you think of the uh, things, and Don just doesn't. So, it's so weird. Yo, the Duck is not scared of him at all. Right, he doesn't give a shit. Duck isn't scared of him, but then also Don isn't scared of Duck. He feels the pressure. I think he's not scared, but he definitely feels. You know how like when you're in a position and like not you don't really get not tested, but. You don't you don't get a lot of pushback, and then when finally somebody comes in and is like you say something to them and they come back at you with something, you kind of are like okay, like that was interesting. Like I don't usually I don't usually feel that. I'm not used to somebody being like you know it's not all about you. I mean you know what I mean like directly to my face. It's not all about you. You know what I mean that 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 type of thing. I don't know, man. I think going to Sterling was a weak move. That was a lame move by Duck. Going to Sterling oh, instead of Don himself. Sure. And, Good uh, point. Also, <laughs> you're reading through the lines. Sterling yeah. also doesn't tell him that it's Duck at first. He says, Cooper wants you to do this. And Don oh. <laughs> is smart enough where he goes. So, did Duck tell you? You know, he 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 knows it's from Duck. So that's good, man. That's good. That's, that's a good catch. I missed I miss that whole game they're yeah, playing around. It's a psychological <laughs> game that Roger tried to perpetuate. And Don is smart enough. He's, he's smart. I'll tell you this Don character. He's smart and he sees right through that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I think the exchange with him and Duck at the end is kind of pathetic because Duck is trying to act all, you know, like dropping a truth bomb on him. But at the same right. time, he is acting really duplicitous about this whole thing where he's pretending sure. that he's not asking Don to do it because he's scared of – I don't think he's scared of Don, but I think he wants to avoid – like any sort of collaboration, feathers. I'm, I'm saying collaboration that, and that includes ruffling feathers, you know, in a corporate sure. environment. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I think that ultimately, I don't think it's something where anyone won or lost. But right, I doubt it really made a difference to Don. But it seemed to really ruffle uh, ducks' feathers. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> I just realized what I was saying. Uh, as I said well done, it. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, um, I think the whole scale has gone out the window for the ratings because, like, this is better than almost every season one episode, and I gave some of those like four and five. So I don't even, I don't even know if we have to give mm, martinis. It's very interesting. I just loved it, uh, but at the same time, it's not like, like, it's not like it changed my life or it's like the best episode ever. So I'd give it like four Manhattans. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I was I was um I was feeling a I was feeling a um a three point five initially when I was watching it. I, I enjoyed the episode, and I what more I enjoyed though was kind of having everybody back. Yeah, 
and um, seeing them and kind of seeing some of the evolution that they took from season one to, to season uh, to this beginning of season two. And um, and yeah, I, 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 th- I thought it was a, I, th- I thought for especially for a season opener, I thought it was, it was pretty strong. Yeah, I thought it was definitely surprisingly not concerned with acting like a season premiere. And that's what I I loved about it. And I think at the time, if you're watching it on AMC and you've waited a year for it, maybe you'd be a little – I think you'd notice the things we talked about, like the confidence of the writing and the confidence of the set design and cinematography. But you might be a little underwhelmed at the story because there's not much going on yet. Right. Uh, and that's kind of how I felt when I was watching it. But as we've talked about, sometimes a Mad Men episode is great because of the vibe and it's not just mm-hmm. about the story. But it's time for my segment. Michael's relationship nook and pied de terre. We might have a short one this time, folks, because we've already gone over a lot of this stuff. But I do want to spotlight uh, the scene where Don and Betty are in the uh, hotel room and Don isn't able to perform. He's not able to uh, go all the way, so to speak. Um, And I think Betty... She does the thing that partners do sometimes where it's like she's trying to help, but she keeps like adding on. She keeps saying like, oh, you drank too much. Oh, like, you know, uh, let's get some food. Oh, and and I think she's doing her best. I'm not saying she did anything like wrong, but it's sometimes. it's not intentional. It's sometimes the like repeated trying to make it all right that makes it worse. Like sometimes you just got to be comfortable in the, in the like the opposite of afterglow. Let's say the after. Uh, no, no, it's just you know, just chill out. Let's let's just turn on the TV for a second and chill out. But she, yeah. I, I, I think it was probably a confidence blow to Betty um, potentially, right, right? Because during yeah. that time, we've seen that Betty could internalize something like this. I do wish the show had given us something with Don and that, but I think maybe it's more artful that it doesn't come up the rest of the episode. And oh. it being Valentine's Day, uh, Valentine's Day too is kind of like a, I don't know, like a weird, not cork, but like, you know, it's kind of built up. You know, it's like yeah. Valentine's Day. So then Valentine's Day, what we're going to do is we're going to have some drinks and then we're going to have, you know, room service in between that, you know. It's a lot of pressure. And yeah, exactly. Who hasn't been in a situation where you put a lot of pressure on yourself to do the best job possible. And then because of all that pressure, you might have set the bar too high and you disappoint yourself. And there's definitely that way to read it too. There's also maybe the metatextual thing where Don has kind of lost the spark with Betty. Right, right. I think it's very interesting that Betty telling Francine, oh, we didn't get a chance to see Jacqueline Kennedy's address and and tour because we were so busy in that hotel room. Like, Betty, get real. Get, <laughs> that's get fucking real, man. Like, that's right. so lame. Ugh. It's such a cover-up, too. Yeah. And it's 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 just, it's not like Betty to do that. But then I guess it is, isn't it? She, she does yeah. go into denial with, like, people outside of their relationship with Don. Because she did. Right. I think it's something that's building up because she started doing that when Don was so, quote, protective. You remember? Yes. She, yes. she blew was, up the argument key, they had. That was a key point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She blew it up and said, oh, he's very protective. And meanwhile, it really didn't last that long and he was, no. he didn't blow up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess that's something that we have to watch for. Now that Flo's gone, 
Uh, we have to find oh, something else to watch for. And I'd prefer... Flow. By the way, oh my God, Mod Men. There's two big yeah. pieces of Mad Men news. Yes, let's hear. Number one, Taylor Swift has outed herself as a Mad Men fan. Okay. She... I missed this. Track okay. one on her new album, Lavender something or other, I don't know. But it says yep. Lavender. Uh, it was inspired mm-hmm. by watching Mad Men. Wow. That's interesting. Well, a couple points up for Taylor Swift. Well, I heard a rumor, man, and I don't want to spread rumors. You know me. Um, but I heard a rumor that she actually got into Mad Men by uh, watching our TikToks at Destiny Park Media. Oh. And she said, I got to – what? This show sounds great. And at first, she was a little disappointed that we weren't on it. But um, – that's, Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it was an unfortunate <laughs> casting oversight by Weiner. Uh, <laughs> and that we could have been great characters. Can you imagine what could we have done on the show? What couldn't we have done? Number two, and this is a bit, mm, a bit of a downer. Um, yeah. So this season takes place in 1962, and Biden said last night that the threat of nuclear warfare um, is worse than it's been since the 1962 nuclear scare oh wow that's weird yeah that's fucking yeah. weird very weird that's uh, really weird actually so two different madmen like that <laughs> you don't okay interesting <laughs> because i thought you two were sort of burdened by the thought of being alive but i guess that's just me um but yeah man i just thought those were good mod men's to uh come out with and that's awesome i think i think it's really really important to Make sure that we as dudes have the conversations like, like, hey, man, if, if a friend of yours somehow, there's a Scrubs episode where JD accidentally lets out that his peeps on the fritz while talking to uh, Dr. Cox and Turk. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, I think it's cool to normalize these, these types of discussions. Uh, I actually yeah. was talking to a friend of mine about like a body dysmorphia thing that happened to me. Um, oh, over weird. the past few days. It was terrible. Yeah. And I would have been too scared to talk to a fellow dude about it before. But sure. nowadays, yeah. I just don't really care. And, like, I feel like... It's a good attitude to have, honestly. I trust that I have the right people in my circle who I can talk to about this shit. And exactly. So, that's why I was a little scared when I was like, oh, man, did I make fun of, like, guys not being able to finish? Um no, we were kind of just poking. You know, you know, really, what it was is kind of Don sits at this alpha male space, right. especially in the show, and so this is kind of just poking fun of that whole bubble of the alpha male, right? Whatever, you know, blah blah blah. blah yeah, blah, I knew what I was kind of, intending to do, but I, I just yeah. never want to accidentally like make someone feel bad with one of my sure. silly little jokes. Um, sure, sure. But and, and also, anyone who thinks Don is actually an alpha male. Has missed the part where he's like, they missed the boat. They missed the boat. He he is not something to aspire to. He is a broken, sad man, and ultimately a little man when you get down to it. Um, Child man, not in stature, of course. He's a giant, and we've talked about how <laughs> handsome he is. The nurse noticed as well. Yeah, yeah, and they, that was the <laughs> that was when I knew that that was a good doctor. Was when he said, "Hey, all right, all right," and he practically got a cold hose and sprayed her. Yes, the, the nurse goes, you're a big one. Oh, fuck. Man, who can blame Double her? Double entendre. Who yep. can blame her? Listen. All right, all right. So, that's, I think that's my segment ultimately is just that, uh, guys, it's okay if sometimes your girl looks so good in the lingerie that you just 
you freeze up, you get the yips. Yeah, man. It's okay. Yep. Because, yeah, Betty looked amazing in that lingerie. And I don't want Betty to think that it's her fault. It happens. It's not It's not anything to do with you. And if it is... You have to cover it up. Leave Don because he is cheating on you <laughs> constantly. Point, point at yourself. No, I, I... Leave Don head over here. Betty and I don't have much in common. Uh, yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> she wouldn't get into my Daikaiju uh, movies with me. <laughs> She'd say, you're an adult. Why are you watching this? <laughs> watching cartoons like a child. It's not a cartoon, Betty. This is made by <laughs> real people. You could see. You don't get it. You don't get it. Women don't get this genre, and then it shows like Godzilla sliding on his tail, defying the laws of physics. <laughs> this is metaphorical. Okay. Sliding on his tail. <laughs> That's. I'll send you that scene. It's from Godzilla versus Megalon from 1973, and it's. Uh, oh, nice. It's very real, and it really does defy the laws of physics. It's beautiful. You know who? To, you know who to love the. Godzilla? Don't say it. Kinsey. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. He would say... I don't know, actually. Japan doesn't know how to do sci-fi quite like uh, Rod Serling from Twilight Zone. Hmm. <laughs> well, I appreciate your petiteer. Thank you, sir. relationship nook. Yep. It's well done, well done. It's the most we've talked about male orgasm on this show, or lack thereof. I think you're right. I think you are correct. Hopefully, we can do it... <laughs> A lot more in the future. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what goes on let's with that. Let's see what goes on. Or Pete, you know? I mean. P- yeah, good point. Pete. Good point. Or Pete. Pete probably has my problem where he just immediately completes. <laughs> <laughs> when Peggy when Peggy and him are standing in the hallway in the pilot, like, they literally, like, just kind of hug in the hallway and he goes, okay, see you. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. All right, I'm good. <laughs> and that's how she got pregnant. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, you're what? <laughs> and somehow Peggy falls in love from that. Oh, yeah. Uh, that but yeah, that's there. that's the end of my pied de folks. All right, buddy. Well, we've hit the episode, and now it's time for a dad break. My dad break is talking about gaming as a dad. Okay. <laughs> and the trials and tribulations that, that, that follow it. Speak on that. <laughs> yeah, man. Um... As we mentioned before, I've been you know been a heavy been a heavy gamer um, ever since I was like four. Um, and um, as you age, and not only as you age, but responsibilities and families and things come up, um, time gets taken away from hobbies. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a few hobbies, but gaming is one of, is a is one of my bigger ones. And um, I uh, I now run into the issue of. <laughs> falling asleep while holding a controller sometimes <laughs> oh no <laughs> this is like and this is like at like 8 30 9 30 yeah yeah it's uh it's not great i mean especially when you compare the stamina that we once had as as you know especially as a teen oh my god as a teenager i would be up until fucking like 4 a.m how do how, how do we do god that god knows what i don't know I don't, I have no idea. Just like up kind of just, you know, just kicking it on the computer, you know, listening to music for a couple hours, playing games for like, I mean, for me, playing games for maximum hours, hanging out with friends, of course, um, you know, bike riding here and there. I wasn't, I wasn't completely inside, but, um, but I can't deny that I was definitely in inside for, for a decent portion of it. But, you know, that that's not. It's not it's not there anymore. So like 
you know, I have issues with that. And, you know, doing my dad duties, it's, uh, it takes a lot of energy out. Um, so, like, when I get my time to do me, which is usually in the evening, um, you know, I run into the, you know, the occasional tiredness. Something that's happening recently, though, is um, Street Fighter Six is coming out soon. Or not soon, but it's it's on the horizon. It's been released, um, or the release uh, trailer has come out for it. And they're actually doing a closed beta test, so which is basically like, here's a demo of the game. Only a select few people can play this demo for only like a few days, and then we're going to pull it back. Hmm. Until we bring out a new demo that's open beta for everyone to play to try out. So like trying out the online, trying out the new characters, etc, etc. Nerd talk. But anyway, um, I I signed up to be maybe one of the selected to be chosen for this closed beta. And wouldn't you know, I got selected. <laughs> that's, that rocks, man. So I'm in. So I was like, shit, okay, I got selected. And I was thinking like, oh, I'm sure there's a ton of people ton of people that got it and i'm watching somebody stream and it's like yeah man it's a tight beta i don't think many people many people got the code and some people are selling it for da 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 oh man like, oh shit yeah so i was thinking like oh that's sick so this came out thursday night like 11 p.m and i had fallen asleep before then good good yeah nice. <laughs> I, I, fell, I fell asleep at my desk which was not intentional it's just what happens sometimes nowadays oh man yeah and so so I missed the intro of it, but that's okay. But it's it's Friday night. I still haven't played it. <laughs> I st- oh. still haven't jumped into the baby yet. Oh, still man. haven't. I was expecting to during the day, but you know, I didn't I uh I had to do child duties today, so I didn't get that free time. Um and the beta will close I think on Monday. So I, I'll have a few more days, but I'll just have less than some. Okay. You know I mean, I won't get the f- won't get the full the full length of you know of beta time. So I'll crunch mine in when I need to crunch mine in. So that's been pretty funny. Also, I've noticed when playing, I've been playing. Um, I'm a big uh, basketball fan. Um, shout out to the T Wolves. T Wolves looking good this year. Hmm. Um, and uh, the basketball games came out uh, before the season starts. And it's um being being thirty something and playing uh, an online game with you know a headset. Oh no! It's funny to he- <laughs> he knows where I'm going. <laughs> oh no! It's so hilarious to hear like a kid on the other line, like with just the highest pitch voice, and you kind of hey, sit there and you're like, oh, hey man, what's going on? You guys suck. <laughs> It's so funny, and then my I'm sitting, Al sitting next to me, kind of just like uh, reading. Perfect. Yeah, and, that's the uh, wifey. That's the wifey thing to do yep. when the dad is uh, on video games. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and read while you while you do while you do your house, and then be sort of my... horrified when I hear children. Right. Thank you. <laughs> that that that's exactly where I was getting to. She was like, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> I was I was like, "Oh, you can hear this guy." It was, yeah, it's like a kid. It's like a kid like yelling on the microphone. It's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, man, I could not do that. Oh, man, yeah, it made me feel a a, a weird type of way. I mean, but this is the reality of, of, um, and it's not, this isn't exclusive to children. This is, I kind of got lucky. Sometimes you have kids there. Yeah, sometimes you have kids on the the mic and uh, it's always just fun to kind of hear how they react and talk on on the mic. What the frick? Right. You guys are terrible, so terrible. (laughs) I'm gonna pwn you. I don't think anyone says pwn anymore, but 
Um, but so yeah, gammon. I just yeah, just been so that's kind of been like my little trials and tribulations. Um, I know you don't game as much. Have you heard of the game uh, Last of Us? Yes, I'm sure you've probably heard of it every so often. Yeah, I hear. It. I've heard of it. Um, yeah, it's um they did a remaster basically of the original game mm-hmm. i think in preparation for the hbo show that's coming out. oh 100 percent. yeah that's that's yeah. just smart marketing exactly exactly let's let's tune it up let's make it look as pretty as possible mm-hmm. so that when people watch the show they can go to a direct new release version of this of this of of this game and 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 pick it up and play it and if the remaster I mean, is good then it gets people their ears perked up for the name, The Last of Us, and then they look on Google and they see the news articles about the show. So it's exactly it's a good way to get the name back out in the press before the show comes out. So absolutely. So I mean that that's what I believe, and um, I'm playing it. I'm playing through it right now, and um, it's definitely still still sits as one of the one of the greatest uh, games of all time. Nice. Um, just the storytelling is is. is um, Upper echelon, upper echelon. It, it nice really, man. it really set a benchmark, and that's why, you, that's why I think people. Hopefully, you know, the show's not out yet, but hopefully, when the show is out, hopefully, people can see some of that magic a little bit that's in there in the show. A little bit different experience when you're more interactive with a story versus more passively watching a story. Um, hopefully, the the direness and the um, the uh, emotional character acting and things like that really, really comes through in the show. So. Yeah. Fingers crossed on that, and um, yeah, man. Well, I, I hope that you have uh, you set aside some time to really have fun with that beta, um, that Street Fighter yeah, beta, because that's going to be cool. Uh, oh yeah. My my big gaming update is that one. I I finished Sonic Origins. Um, you know, it's it's a collection of four Sonic games. Um, five if you count Sonic Three and Knuckles as two separate games. Actually, um, yeah, for sure. But I also I wasn't done after Sonic Origins, which, by the way, they did fix the Tails glitch. Um, oh, good. So, you know, there was that glitch where he would, like, you would leave him behind pretty quickly, and then you'd, he would just be jumping for the rest of the the level, and he would maybe die if he were lucky, uh, and then mm-hmm. respawn. But most of the time, he would just jump the rest of the level. They fixed that glitch, and they fixed a bunch of stuff. So, it's I, I feel nice, much nice. better about buying that. But I also tried out Sonic Mania. And nice. Sonic Mania, man, that is a really cool game. Uh, really immersive. The it's still two D Sonic, like the sixteen bit games, but yeah. um, smooth as hell graphics. And um, the thing that's so cool about Sonic Mania is the levels are are bigly. They're huge. Uh, oh, like it's a classic Sonic level, but just tons more of it. And it's like it'll trick you sometimes because it's so. Uh, beautifully laid out and you just want to explore and um, it's also kind of hard. I don't know if I've seen anyone talk about it, but I found myself getting kind of angry at points because I was, you know, running out of lives and uh, (laughs) it's tricky and the bosses can be kind of hard too. So it was really, I'm someone who's played 16 bit Sonic a lot and it was really tripping me up every so often, but I, I really think it's a great game. Um, and then I I got into Sonic Colors, which is a 3D Sonic game, um, and that one has gotten great reviews. And I'm just not able to get into it that much. Like I think at best I've uh, I've had like a seven out of ten experience on the best parts of the game. And sure, 
and it does go 2D every once in a while, or like side scrolling uh, platformer every once in a while. But yeah. it's just not not that fun. And the camera's super far away from Sonic for some reason. Ah, yeah, I, I don't ha- like. That. I hate it. And also, the cinemas for the game, like you know, the cutscenes, I should say. Sure. Um, fucking, they suck. I. I <laughs> Is it they not suck. the animated? It's not the anime style. No, it's it's three D style, and that's ah, that's cool. Sucks. I love Sonic Adventure one and 2's cutscenes, um, which have sure. terrible voice acting. This has better voice <laughs> acting, but like the writing is fucking annoying. Like oh, really geez. cheesy bad jokes, constant jokes that like cut the tension. And the joke I made to myself, which yes, I make jokes to myself, is God, <laughs> it's like I'm playing something that was meant for children. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like, yes, it is meant for kids and I shouldn't like expect any better, I guess. But I feel like there's a way to make a fun Sonic story that doesn't have everyone telling terrible jokes every five seconds. It's like... Yeah, it shouldn't be overly cringe. Right. It is cringe. Thank you. Yeah, it's cringe. So anyway, we have moved on to the Fatherhood Corner. So this episode for Fatherhood Corner, I kind of wanted direct my uh segment toward Don and Peggy my uh my favorite one of my favorite little duos yeah um this episode with uh with Don and Peggy we mentioned how Peggy and Don are kind of going back and forth what i really love about their scene when they're talking about uh Mohawk Air Airlines is um when she's kind of trying to put forward her idea about, you know, you know, Don's having everyone kind of go back to the drawing board and come up with something a little bit more, you know, catchy and 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 less um, less um, less obvious. And after his meeting with um, some of the young guys, I think he feels he gets a little bit of an extra battery in his back to do something that seems a little bit special that stands out a little bit more than maybe what some new guy or some new young buck could do just coming in and thinking of something that the, the first thing that comes on, on the top of their head. Peggy, you know, Peggy tries to come back with the sex sells line and Don, you know, Don's basically like, says who, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of just dissuading it back and saying, you know, this is the, this is the scene or one of the scenes where you see Don in his training mode instead of lashing out mode. Like I could see Don, maybe if this was somebody else being, you know, kind of just shooting them down and then sending them on their way. But instead, since they have this fatherly daughter role that they play, he's kind of teaching her the ropes, talking directly to her saying that, you know, you know, they can't do what we do and they hate us for it. You Mm. know what I mean? Including her in on this, they can't do what we do. You know what I mean? Like, Peggy now becomes like, you know, she's like, she's one with kind of Don and the team in, in a way, you know what I mean? But more so, I think it's kind of more of a personal thing. Like he, he kind of has this connection with her and um, kind of invites her in on this, you know, we're special people in this office yep. as far as our talent level is concerned. And, you know, people are shooting at us. We got to make sure, you know, the work that we do is... You know, it's not about sex selling. It's about it's about the feeling. It's about what you feel when you, wh- that's what sells. That's the you know product, I mean? yeah. Yeah, that's the product, and, and and really selling it to her. And I think early Peggy might have been shot down and had her, you know, tail between her legs and walked off. 
new Peggy with the attitude and the strength and, and her new position, she comes right back with like improv, you know, improv. Yeah. You know, Welcome home, daddy. Yeah. And Don's Don's like, okay. You know, he's feeling it. Yeah. And she comes back again, switches it up, you know what I mean? And says, what did you bring for me, daddy? You know what I mean? Like that whole line, that whole, that whole back and forth. Especially her saying the daddy thing mm-hmm. while she's talking to Don really kind of sells my whole like father daughter theory thing uh, um, in the background. So I thought that was cute, but um, I just love their relationship and how they play off of each other. And this is just the beginning of that, man. This is just this is just the beginning of them how they play off each other. It's just, it's just lovely. What you what do you think about that that scene particularly? Oh, it's a great one, and uh, it's I just love that he says he includes her in it because I'm not sure he's included people with him very often in this show. You know, the, the saying we. A lot of the time, Don phrases stuff as like, it's him versus the world. Or it's him right. versus the client. Or it's him versus whomever. Um, right. But it's it's like he and Peggy have a little conspiracy where they're creative uh, powerhouses together. Yeah, man. And it shows his belief in her that he can be totally honest with her. And just immediately, I think he plays a little bit more close to the vest with the with the other guys in the uh, in the team. Well, with Peggy, mm-hmm. he really takes an interest in her and is mentoring her in that scene. And yeah, and she it. doesn't get defensive to her credit, doesn't go big league um, or doesn't try to act like she's, you know, you can get defensive when you're creative. Well, she, she yeah. doesn't act like she's like knows what she's doing either. She knows her place in this episode. Um, right. She's not cocky in this episode. She's just confident. Which I love. I think, yeah, I think it would be a disservice to the episode if we didn't mention how much Peggy has changed, even from season one, episode 13. She is not demure anymore. She she is a very formidable creative force, it seems like. And she is not afraid to sit with the guys where she was yeah. before. So Yeah. She's coming She's coming, coming into her own, man. Yeah. Coming into her own. For sure. For sure. We're proud of you, Peggy. You know, besides that. I know we've gone over, we've already gone over kind of the Don and, Be- and, and the Betty piece, so I don't really want to retread, but, um, you know, the mystery scene of Don reading the book um, that he once, that he saw another man reading um, at the bar, and then him coming to kind of read it at the end, and uh, shipping it off somewhere to some, we, 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 uh, we assume a lady, just because you know how Don is. <laughs> sure um yeah it's um it's, it's it's interesting it's interesting to see kind of him in this um kind of a demure position and uh since since that connection with betty seems to be a little bit dislodged i don't know i don't know as far as like if it's a continuation of what we've been seeing of their relationship or they've maybe had some more ups and in a little bit less downs but um you can kind of tell his mind seems elsewhere I don't know. I don't think it seems like as bad as near the end of season one. Obviously, sure, of course, the trend is probably still bad. But I think right. they've probably had a lot of stability since we last saw them in season one. Because I, I don't yeah. know. I, maybe I'm misreading the episode, but I thought that like him and Betty seemed to be getting along better than when we last saw them near the end of season one. Um, but I, maybe it's just prettier. I think maybe their relationship is prettier, but also faker. Uh, Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's my final yeah. thought, is that um, it's less ugly than it was in season one, but it's actually emptier right. and hollower on the inside. Yes. 
I'm feeling the emptiness and you're seeing the prettiness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I feel the emptiness too. Don't get me wrong. Right. But Of course. But like, I don't feel like they're any worse than they were in season one. Sure. Uh, right. In this episode anyway. Um, yeah, for sure. But if you think about their interaction, this, <clears throat> interactions in this episode, there's not much of substance going on. I think mostly Don just seems bored and sad in this episode right. with, with her. Yeah. Um, but he's not like pulling away. He's just kind of accepted his lot in life in this episode, at right. least. So right, right. I think that's the difference between season one and season two. Is he's pulling away in season one? And he thinks he can do greater things and be with better women than Betty. And now he's just like right. between affairs. Let's be honest. Like <laughs> right. I think he probably is in denial, and he thinks that all right, I'm done now. I think that's honestly what Don thinks between affairs. That's my opinion. Where he's like, okay, yeah. I've I've learned a lot from this experience. This is fucking nuts. Um, you know, guys got to do what they got to do as long as we're not sloppy. It's all good. It's all for the sure. family. Um, he justifies it any number of ways like an addict does. We'll see. It's very interesting though because I didn't realize there was a point where Don wasn't having an affair this early on. So... I just, I just, I just can't wait to continue um, the Don and Peggy relationship. One of my favorites in TV. Period. Well, I can't wait to continue the Pete and Don relationship, or if it continues, we'll see. Right. But the, the Pete relationship with anybody right now, he's he and Don are both lost right now, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we get more Pete in season two. But yeah, for sure. Same here. Well, season two. Direction-wise, writing-wise, I think we've stepped up a new level. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what the gang's got going on as we move on. Okay. Me too. And uh, I think, yeah, I think I think it should be, I think season two is going to be a fun ride. Yeah. I'm excited to have you on the ride. I remember season two being, like, one of my favorites in leagues better than S1. So we shall see if my memory serves, you know, sort of if it <laughs> fails me. Well, I'm happy to be on the ride with you, Jala. It's uh, one of my favorite shows, and it's it's so cool because we we took a little break uh, after the daddies and before the daddies, but the show's back, folks. Yeah, man. And we are in the saddle again. So check us out next Sunday, uh, wherever your pods are casted. And remember, the medium is the message. Bye, folks. See you later. This has been a Destiny Park Media production. If you like the show, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. For more content, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We're going to be posting video clips of your favorite podcasts, as well as glimpses at new music. And hey, drop us a line or send any questions you might have to destinyparkmedia at gmail.com.